Hey, this is Dave from metalepidemic.com. Thank you for checking out our YouTube video. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button below if you like this type of content, and we hope you enjoy the review. What is up, Dave, Duncan, Kyle, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan, Kyle and I have been checking out the new album from Swedish post-metalers Cult of Luna. The band's new album The Long Road North will be released on February 11th via Metal Blade Records. So gents, uh, album number nine from Cult of Luna. Uh, which follows up the band's latest EP, The Raging River, from 2021. Uh, Daniel Berglund uh, and Sanda Studio were in charge of the recording of the drums and percussion for this one, while the rest was done at Second Home Studios, with the band, as usual, producing everything themselves. So, um, now, I, I, I remember last year, 2021, do you? Um, That's good. It was only was last a, year. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a couple of months ago. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, there was one of us that was fairly hyped up after that Raging River EP. So, uh, I mean, I'm not pointing any fingers or elbows or anything, but um, I'm fairly certain after I sent this over, dumb, curtains were drawn, tissues and lube were in hand. Duncan, I'm all right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, and that was to make sure that the headphones went in my ear as much as possible. That's what the lube was used for. Yeah. And the tissue was to clean oh. my hands after that, Dave. And I will have no other aspersions against my good character or nature. Sorry. Um, I apologise. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, and I know I wasn't the only one before the internet starts like getting its shit. Like, again, it's panties in a twist. Uh, mm. I, I, I felt last year like I was the only one talking about the Raging River. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why. I understand they put it out on their own record label, but mm. Dave, we still got tons of shit from small indie labels that made their way through it ourselves that we reviewed. So, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what happened. And it's not as if Cult of Luna were on the downswing or yeah. had become pariahs of the industry. They are a beloved band, pioneering yeah. in a lot of respects. So, it kind of, that baffled me quite a bit. And it did add weight to the conspiracy theory, the prominent one that circulated in 2021, that maybe some labels pay for reviews. <laughs> uh, I'm not, now listen, I don't buy into conspiracy thought. I'm not a 9-11 was an inside job sort of guy, but to each mm. their own. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was like, what, what kind of bowled me over is like, the Razor River is, like, you called it an EP. Tech? Mm. Technically, it's an EP. It's fucking yeah. long, yeah. right? It's long, <laughs> um, and that was released what it was like February time, I think. Um, and here we are, like one year later, mm. and here's another album, which yeah. is long. Um, <laughs> so I am. I'm assuming they spent their COVID time uh, crafting something in between exiting a previous deal with a label and signing a new deal or re-signing yeah. their deal or whatever it was smart move for the guys mm. because they released it on their own label they, like you said they do everything themselves so that is money in the bank yeah. money in the bank <laughs> yeah. and uh, here we are with the long road north Dave yeah Dave 
we heard the first single from this yeah. a month and a half ago, and I came hard. Um, <laughs> there's no way of getting around it. It was uh, uh, like yeah. just in my balls everywhere. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was. It, it, it was one of those things where, like, Cult of Luna have been around a long time for, yeah. like, like I said before, as a pioneering band. I mean, they're not the first post-metal band, but they're one of the the bands that kind of very quickly established the genre as it's kind of become the arch, architects to an extent, yeah. uh, where bands have kind of peeled off from that to do things very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always a danger when you get so long in the tooth that yeah. the bands you inspire start fiddling with the formula, Dave. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? I know. Mm-hmm. Adding a wee bit extra spice in there. And before you know it, they're doing something infinitely more interesting than you. You're kind of stuck in your ways and mm. there's no way out. And yeah. Cult of Luna have progressed along, weirdly, the, the strangest kind of road in the, in the writing processes. Their earlier albums definitely felt huge, but there was a more kind of earthier organic feel and then for whatever reason they released um, Vertical and when mm. they released that album it became this massive grey monolith of steel yeah. and like I, I, that was that was pr- probably my first formal introduction as I listened to a full album it was my album of the year when it came out I fucking adore it I still listen to it all the time mm. um, and then they kind of they didn't abandon it so to speak but they kind of went off and started fucking around and doing stuff with Julie Christmas which was actually pretty cool but mm. it wasn't really cult Luna and then they were like you know what we've had enough and I was like that's what bands do when they've essentially run out of ideas mm. well good bands should do the old we're taking a break um, I'm going to I'm going to take up gardening Sven <laughs> is taking up skiing um, we thought you could already ski. Uh, like, is this sort of is this sort of thing? So, when they came back with the Raging River, I was kind of I was kind of floored by it because it, it sounded fucking huge, and it doesn't like compared to the Long Road North, it doesn't sound huge. This album is fucking huge. <laughs> like at, from the opening note, this oh. is it's like I, 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 honestly, it's one of those ones where like you get that. And I could feel my face going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just up. sat upright, bolt upright in my seat. As soon as that note hits, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I, I don't even I, know what is making that noise, but it's unbelievable. I, it's, it reminds me of it's the sort of sound effect they put in as the aliens are bombing yeah. the White House. You know, it's yeah. like in a. It's like you, everything fucking shook. The the, the house had yeah. a structural report on it because I thought I was going to lose the fucker. It was just. <laughs> huge sounding and then it proceeded to build on that um with the opening track cold burn which oxymoronic kind of love it um it's it's such a good song and it's the first one that i could remember where we had this kind of really nice kind of lead work on the guitar so not that kind of mashuga-esque lead work which is i'm sure people love it but it's kind of jaggy and all over the place and it's it's in music but it's not great um (laughs) and uh, that shot's fired (laughs) um but this one it, it felt like it was injecting melody into that and this is the thing that kind of floored me about this release this one is actively trying to to engage with the melody in the mm. songs in a way that I've never really heard Cult of Luna embrace as much yeah. they'll have a flurry with it and it'll be on the occasional song 
but it's it's through huge swaths of this yeah. this this album. Um, I mean, they, they they're still working with. I don't know who does the female vocals on Beyond Eye because I never read the notes you give me. Uh, Miriam Wallington. I don't know if that's the, how you pronounce her name, but fucking genius move because yeah. um, you go through Colburn into the Silver Arch, which once again is just it's uh, uh, face melting, um, and it's fucking huge. And it's beautiful and it's it's roomy and it's it's you know it's awe inducing. And then this Beyond Eye song kicks in, and it's this little interlude. And it's just mm. kind of, it's doing some stuff, it's all melody, and then this very warm, rich female tone comes in, yeah. which I was not expecting, <laughs> even yeah. a little bit. And then it builds up, and then you slam right into the longest offering on mm. this one, which is a an offering into the wild. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did. Um, which is this huge soundscape of ideas and textures and themes and constructs. And... At that point, if the album had finished, I would have been sitting there going, holy fuck, we've just we've been on a, a, a close to 30-minute roller coaster ride over four songs. Yep. And then the album's like, Duncan, that's gear one. Um, <laughs> let's shift into gear two. And then you swing right into Into the Night and Full Moon, which feel like like a, like a, a kind of almost like a... It's like they're playing off each each other. Really, mm. really, really well written. Um, before you get standout track, which is the Long Road North, which is obviously the you know the, the self. What's the name of the album? Essentially, yeah. and it is fucking great. And it starts off playing with sound textures, and by the end, it's just ugly. Mm. Um, and then you get like that's a ten minute track, and you're kind of sitting there just going, air. Ah, yeah, and then they're like that. What's that? Eleven minute track. Shift into the next gear, and then you get Blood Upon Stone, which I think is maybe the most interesting song on the entire album. It really just continues to build and build and build before they strip everything down for Beyond Part Two mm. um, at the end. So Beyond, it'll be Beyond One, and then Beyond Two, not Beyond I. See, there we are. Like Beyond I. <laughs> What the Japanese plane fighter said as they were no, that's bonsai. Um, what we're doing here, guys? Uh, giving an education to the listeners is what we're doing. Is the second one for pirates beyond I? I. There we go. Uh, so yeah, so the, and the track, like, the album finished, and I, I, I shit you not, I was fucking exhausted <laughs> when this finished. Like absolutely drained. Yeah. And then I had to give, like, like I gave this, because this came in a couple of weeks ago. This was the cooling off period of, like, four days. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because yeah. it's such a powerful first listen. Yeah. Like, such a powerful first listen. And then I spun it up a second time. And on the second time, I started picking out, like, all this other stuff that I'd missed on the first listen. Like, yeah. there is so much going on in this. Like, mm. the, like, their attention to detail and production in particular, the production technique... See, when they hit you with a wall of sound, it is a physical wall of sound. Yeah. As in, it could knock you over when you're listening to it. Mm -hmm. But it belies all these clever little techniques, this little motifs on instrumentation, build-ups. Vocally, I think this is the best thing they've ever done. Mm. I think, like, the vocals on this one are fucking crushing uh, when they need to be. And, you know, they they, they, they harbour these, these melodic waves that come through i think the guitar work is like jaw-droppingly good their song composition is a different level on this album it's yeah. just a completely different level i've always held vertical as the as the the kind of standard 
standard mm-hmm. bearer of their stuff of uh, you know they had a theme the theme was the the 1920s silent movie metropolis which i love um and it totally fit that i could picture the movie as i was hearing this the interesting thing about this one is i can picture a movie while listening to this as well i, mm-hmm. I got these images yeah. and these ideas and all the rest and it just floored me i i i honestly think like you come back to me in about three, four months' time and ask me what my favourite Cult of Luna album is, I think this might take it. I mm. think this is the band just not reinventing themselves because they still sound like themselves, but this is the one where, and I used this term a lot last year, this album feels important. I think it feels important to the post-metal genre, which, to be honest, has become a bit stale. Um, this one is the one that I think like bands will be coming up through and looking to but i also think there's a ton of bands that came out not long after or about the same time as cult luna that will now need to step up their fucking game because Mm. a flag has been planted and this this right now is top 10 contention for me i'm saying that a lot but there's so like this is this is i think is about as good as post metal gets I think it's a flawless album. I think it's an. It is you. You need to be in the right frame of mind. I need to clear a lot of time to sit down and listen to it. And it's an experience album. Mm. But as experience album goes, what a fucking ride! Yeah, absolutely love this. Nice, excellent, um, Kyle. <laughs> what he said. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the Long Road North? I think. Duncan's right in that you have to be in the right frame of mind for this. The first time I listened to it, I was like, get the fuck on with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had a hard time getting through it. It's a long album. Yeah. Uh, but the second time I listened to it, I was in love with it. So, I mean, <laughs> you have to be in the right frame of, mind, frame of yeah. mind. And I'm glad I gave it more than the one spin. I was like, okay, we can do this. I just give it its fair shot. I can't just be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and is, I will that your, the... is that the, your New Year's resolution this year? <laughs> Like 2022, the year I can't be a dick. Just for I mean, a year, though. Just for a year, and only on album reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell these guys put a lot of care and attention into this album. I mean, I didn't hear the one they did last year, because honestly, I didn't hear of it. Or I did, but I maybe I did listen to it. I don't remember. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> as, Dave, as Dave has told us, last year was a long time ago, Kev. It was, yeah. No. <laughs> so I wasn't so hyped up on it as you were, but having listened to it, I can agree with everything you said. And this might be the best produced album I've heard all year so far. It's mm-hmm. absolutely so flawless production. Yeah. It's organic and not raw, but not super over-processed and everything just sits in its place perfectly. And there's nothing weird. There's no like stupid studio techniques to catch your ear or anything like that and there's no like, no like gimmicks or anything it's just mm. all very honest but very well put together and the craftsmanship of the songs even though they're bordering all on 10 11 12 minutes long some of them <laughs> you know they're all so well put together the composition is unbelievable yeah. like there's just these they, they have callbacks to parts and oh, it's, it's like tip your hat moment sort of thing <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, like I said, the first time I listened to it, I think I was just in a shit mood and I didn't want to deal with such a long album. Second time, loved it. Third time, loved it even more. You'd pick out things and you pick out new bits and different pieces of guitar and stuff in the vocal and like an inflection here or something. And especially in the two tracks with the guests on the Beyond Beyond 1 and Beyond 2, 
Yeah. Much prefer Beyond One with uh, what's her name on it? I've forgotten her name now. But she's a fantastic vocalist yeah. and uh, really added an extra layer of depth to this album. Beyond Two, not so sure. It was the last track. It was a good send off, but I like I don't understand quite why they had a guest musician on there. It didn't feel super special to me. But I mean, that's the only gripe I have with this album, honestly. I mean, it was a great last track. I mean, you know that most bands, they have an experimental phase in their last track and they go a bit weird. And this was good. It was a very good send off to a very well put together album. But my only thing was like, oh, no, I was a guest musician on there. Really? All right, cool. Fine. <laughs> not something, That's all I can not, say. Yeah, yeah. Not something the, like, out with the collaborations they did, like, kind of post vertical. Not a band that did a ton of collaboration stuff. So, mm. Um, I liked it. I liked it too. I'm not saying I didn't I, like it. I just didn't sort of see. Why Dave didn't like guess it. Look at his face. Look at Dave's yeah. face. Dave's got a well, know. guys. Let nothing. me piss in your kettle here. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Why didn't you like it? I'm, I never said I didn't like it. Okay, I can read you like a I, like tea leaves at the bottom of my cup. <laughs> I enjoyed um, the Region River, um, and I think. Like these guys have been on the go since like late '90s, so we're talking about like over 20 years. Yep. So the fact they're still putting out stuff like this kind of blows my mind. Um, I, I did I say I enjoyed the Raging River, and you can hear like on every release they do try and kind of evolve ever so yeah. slightly. You know, they'll, they'll push that sound a little bit further each time, adding more dynamics, more light and shade. So I was definitely eager to hear what they would do on this one. Uh, and as you said before, when that first note kicked in. I got shivers, like I was like, what the fuck is this? And what is that sound? It's unbelievable. As you said, it's like something like a sci-fi movie, uh, very industrial and distorted sounding. Um, and then they kind of get to work, like they, they do the Cult of Luna thing with the, the building of layers and percussion and guitars just kind of slowly coming into the fold. It's, it's, it's quite a kind of dark um, sounding track to, to mm. kick the album off with. And almost like 10 minutes long, um, but the length kind of works because it's it's got a very kind of cinematic feel to it, um, and un- as that track kind of unfolds, these kind of layers of atmospherics and the guitars and keys really just kind of open the whole thing up, um, and then those like gravelly vocals kick in, and it adds that extra layer to the mix. Um, it was quite a it's quite a statement. That first track is a, a big statement on this album. Um, it's obviously enhanced by a very kind of natural and huge sounding production, as you said, but. The magnitude of that first track was something else. It really kind of set the bar high. Um, lots of kind of ebbs and flows throughout, very kind of emotionally charged. And then finishing with that same sound that opens the album just kind of got you psyched for what was to come next. Um, and then that like distorted bass kicks in on the silver arc and you're hit with this other like wave of like pulverizing post-metal. Um, but what I kind of love about Cult is that no matter how heavy and like devastating this can sound, they always have room in the mix for something really kind of airy and really light, yeah. you know, which it kind of stops you from feeling overwhelmed by the heaviness. And when those lighter moments, the more kind of like, almost kind of like post-rock type guitar notes start to bleed into the track, it tends to kind of even itself out. Um, and it kind of reminded me of Mariner a little bit in places, that track, oh, yeah. um, which I was quite happy to hear because I, I, did, I did enjoy that album as well. Um, and then if, if you're feeling like kind of suffocated by that track's heaviness, and comes beyond one, which is the kind of perfect follow-up to that track because you've got the guest vocals from uh, Marion, which are stunning, absolutely stunning tone, um, very kind of dramatic kind of track. But I kept, for some reason, when I was listening to it, it reminded me of like a 
like a Bond theme song, like a bit <laughs> like kind of darker and like unconventional, yeah. but less pish, obviously. But it had like a <laughs> that kind of that kind of feel to it, um, which was really cool. It really worked in the in the album. Um, and then you have that slow burn, like an offering of the wild, which is like as you said, thirteen minutes of like this journey of like textures and dynamics. There's even some brass in there as well. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the way that track kind of kind of builds to a kind of peak in the middle. Um, and when it got there, it went a lot more kind of discordant and erratic than I was expecting. Um, you know, it didn't do the predictable thing and just go into like a heavy post-metal groove. Um, but then it comes off the boil a bit. And I kind of thought we we're going to go back to where the track started, but they kind of sneakily like finish you off with a big like colossal riff at the end. Um, and I suppose like the, the kind of point I'm trying to make here is like Cult Luna don't really do like copy and paste. Like yeah. every track takes you down a slightly different path, you know, with something kind of exclusive to keep you engaged, you know, whether it's like like the almost kind of like those kind of crooning vocals and like occult vibes on Into the Night or the kind of tribal post-rock kind of feel of the title track. And then they finish you off with Beyond 2, which is an interpretation of Beyond from earlier in the album. And mm -hmm. it's composed by a guy called Colin Stetson, who has worked with Bon Iver and Tom Waits and Arcade Fire, but is also known for his soundtrack work, um, including the Hereditary soundtrack. Yeah. So it's very like experimental and synth-laden. Feels quite like kind of post-apocalyptic, um, mm -hmm. but I thought it totally fit with like again with that kind of cinematic feel of the album, and I thought it was a like kind of perfect closing track uh, for the release. Um, I think like you guys have mentioned, I think I need to highlight like Daniel Berglund and the band have created a phenomenal production. You know, capture all these kind of dynamics and earthy tones. It's full of weight, but it's got a lot of breathing room in it as well. Um, just to let those synths and the leads kind of seep through. Um, I think that the production really adds to the, like, the kind of immersive feel of the album. Um, I, as I said, I enjoyed The Raging River. I think this has more to offer. Yeah. Um, it, although it clearly sounds like a, a Cult of Luna album, but it's not just a repeat of what they've done in the past. There's a lot of small detail, as you guys said. You pick a lot of stuff out of this album over kind of repeat listens. Um, it is one of those albums that you kind of tend to get lost in as soon as you kind of hit play. And each track just flows like fantastically well into the next, and with each having their own kind of unique streaks to set them apart. Um, post metal it can be a kind of one of those genres that that can make an album feel like one long song, but I didn't feel that with the Long Road North. You know, they have made sure each track has that little something different. Just you know, but you know, they keep enough of the the cult of Luna like core elements, so it all fits. Mm. Um, it's a weird one. It's, it's one of those albums I think is probably best listened to as a full album. I don't think you'll get the same experience like listening to individual tracks. Um, however, it is 70 minutes long. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, you do need to put a kind of massive chunk aside to listen to this album in full. Um, and 70 minutes does, for me, it felt like a bit of a shift, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. So it's it it's taxing music, you know. Yeah, what I mean? It's absolutely. not like it's not seventy. Like we did forty watt sun, forty watt sun. You can play that in the background, yeah, and concentrate on someone something else. And the music is not going to tax your brain. This physically taxes your brain to yeah. listen to. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it's mo most likely it's going to be a kind of mood type album for me. I think it will be like as you said, need to be in a particular frame of mind to to sit and listen to like seventy minutes of this. Otherwise, I know my my mind will I'll probably start to wander, but. 
Uh, that that issue I had aside, I think this is this is excellent. It's a definite step up again from Colt Luna from a band who have been, as I said, on the go for over twenty years. Um, my my first listen to this, I was like, "This is good. This is good." And then my second listen was like, "Fuck me, this yeah. is really good." Um, I think if you're like a Colt Luna fan, then I, I expect this will deliver exactly what you want from the band. Um, yeah. So the long road north, gentlemen. Um, Ratings, what we're we thinking for this album. Uh, <laughs> Duncan, what are you thinking? I feel like I'm saying this all the time now. Five. Like, Five. there's there's not a note that I would change on this. Yeah. I think this is, this is a band that have a clear idea of composition, structure, sound, design, and texture, and have laid it down flawlessly on this release yes mm. it's long yes you'll need time to set aside yes you probably have to listen to it a few times to grab the weight and intensity and the the nuance of everything that's happening here but like when you get that when it all comes together i don't think there's any band on the planet do as good as cult of luna i mm. think they i think they are still like and I'm, I'm i'm not saying like bands like the ocean collective or whatnot who do their own brand yeah. of of post metal which like clearly jumps out with the genre quite a bit this as like as a monolithic entity that that needs to be worshipped by everyone is a five star album and uh yeah like i say this one to me could be you could ask me at the middle of the year this might overtake vertical for me which is stood quite comfortable at the top mm. of my favorite cult alone albums for quite some time and uh this is the one where like new record label don't know how many albums he deals for but um whoever signed them up you did a good job <laughs> like, like because had they put this out on their own label and no one had fucking heard it that's yeah. criminal right yeah. there that's criminal so yeah five stars wow uh kyle just to know <laughs> it's i'm kidding no it's five out of five Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. It is. It's an incredible album. Even though it took me a while to get into it, I absolutely cannot disagree with anything that's been said. It's phenomenal. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Heading over to Nacy or Dave, as he's known um, on the streets. Sorry. Apologies. Uh, it's a 4.5 from me. Um, Fucking what else do you I, want from them, Dave? I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it, but I've, I've heard a couple other albums this year that I feel are just marginally better and gave me that kind of like goosebumps moment um and i find this is like it is as a touch long for me personally it's a personal thing other people might have no issues with that at all but i did feel like i was kind of struggling towards the end um let me see can we get can we get a notary here mark it down 7th of february dave was wrong <laughs> uh and at the end of the year i'm accepting his apology <laughs> <laughs> we'll see dave we'll see. we'll see time will tell time will out yeah that's the thing though with this album like because of that length it does kind of like it does put me off like going back but you will and I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will, but I just don't know how much I'm going to go back to it because of that that length. Um, so yeah, marginally under, but still like extremely I good. Remember album. this the next time an hour, <laughs> an hour and ten minute deathcore album comes in. I've got to listen to it. James told me to listen to it seven times. I've never, I've never scored any deathcore album a five. So Are you sure that? Yeah. No, no, I, I don't think he has. And I'm just going to say that's correct because there is no five stars. <laughs> so. Not yet. 
Um, so, uh, Luna, The Long Road North, uh, out on 11th of February on Metal Blade Records. Um, I will put links below to the uh, band's Facebook and to their band camp so you can check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Once you've heard the album, uh, drop some comments in below. Happy your thoughts and opinions on it. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with a new review very soon, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.